Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire, and powered by 1-800-LOAN-MART. Get cash fast when you need it. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. I win the races and I get the money. Crash Gladys. The sassy lassie with the classy jassy. And Statman. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Here's the freaks. Woo! 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 Ow! It's a special Sunday night of the Freaks, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. The Freak Radio Network, Crash Status, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Thank you guys for being a part of this. Speedfreaks.tv, of course, is the website. Be a part of it on Twitter at Speed Freaks and Facebook. You missed it the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. And Statman, I know you're aware of this, but Crash and I had the uh, chance to hang out in Houston for the Final Four this weekend. Of course, you have the championship game tomorrow night. But what we're going to do for the next two hours, we're, of course, going to talk a lot of motorsports. But we've also got some cool insight to some interviews that we had here on, on uh, Radio Row is what they call it. And interestingly enough, Statman, we have Fred Schwacke and Neville Shedd. Neville Shedd was the big man who played on the 1966 Texas Western team that beat up on Kentucky. Where were you, Statman, when that team beat up Kentucky with coach her up on the sideline where the hell were you i was at a buddy's house across the street from another friend's house there was about 12 of us all stuffed in his den and guess who we were cheering for that <laughs> well and we could talk in length at this i'm sure but the significance of that game for you being a black man watching that game cheering for Texas Western. Give me some background on this. Again, I wouldn't need to go in, in, in too long at this point because I, I do want to talk about what happened in Martinsville, but just kind of t- to reflect on really what's so important about having these guys on the show in the next couple of hours. It was, it was an incredible run. If you weren't around in those times, it's hard to make it clear just how strange it was to have an all-black team starting in the NCAA against – uh, an all-white team. Uh, you you had to. Uh, it takes something away from it to say you had to be there, but you had to be there. Unless you lived in those times, you don't understand how important it was, not only to win, but to uh, just go away with the uh, the chance to cheer. That's why twelve of them to a uh, den to uh, have a good time. It was uh, fun, incredible fun. So we're going to have Neville Shedd and Fred Schwacke. Fred Schwacke was, as we have a crying child in the background, Fred Schwacke was the student trainer, white dude, as hillbilly and country as they come, was a student trainer with, with, the, with the team. And Neville Shedd, the big man, will be joining us in the interview as well. So that's coming up sometime. We'll probably run that in about 15, 20 minutes. Just a great 20 minutes with these guys. Also coming up in the Freak Nation, you might recognize this name. Of course, it is Denzel, don't call me Washington, Valentine. Yes, that guy. <laughs> that guy who played for Michigan State Spartans. Stuck around all four years, stat man, to only disappoint a whole hell of a lot of people who had Michigan State winning, <laughs> winning the championship this year. How far did you get with your bracket? Uh, I didn't bother filling out a bracket because I learned a long time ago that if I got involved in a bracket, I'd be living under a bridge somewhere, so <laughs> <laughs> it's it's best for me 
stay away from things like that. But if I did have a bracket, I'd have Michigan State minimally playing tomorrow night, if not playing uh, for the rest of all time. I'm a big Tom Izzo fan, good buddy of the freaks. Uh, Tim Chafee from Michigan is a graduate of Michigan State. So uh, I didn't bother calling him because I knew he would be in tears, and I gave him a few weeks to settle down. So we're going to actually hear from Denzel Valentine. Uh, with, again, with Crash and I hanging out Radio Row in Houston, we figured it's fairly apropos that we do feature some of the stars that we had here from Radio Row. Well, plus, well, plus they were pretty damn good interviews, too. A lot of good personality. Denzel, he just we gelled with him. Yeah, He's a really cool cat. I can't wait to see where he lands in the NBA. Statman, you know that we are in Houston. We are a motorsports show where we feature dudes and women that like to go fast. Does the name Mark Polanski ring a bell, Statman? Polanski? No. No. Logged over 7,000 hours in more than 30 different aircraft, 1,000 hours in space. (laughs) How about that, man? 1,000 hours in space? Yeah. Insane. Insane. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to have an astronaut. Here in the Freak Nation. Well, might as well. He's, of all the speed freaks in the history of mankind, aren't astronauts the ultimate speed freaks? And Statman brought up a good point. We were talking off mic. We've had Hoot Gibson in the Freak Nation before, Statman. That's right, yeah. One of of the great stories of all time, I don't know if he wants us to repeat it, but he was uh, an astronaut and had to fly to the International Space Station at a time when not a lot of people had done that before. And with a name like Hoot, you got to imagine that he tells some good stories. And Hoot Gibson tells some great stories of all the athletes, of all the astronauts I've ever talked to. So we're going to have, don't call me Roman Polanski. No, it's Mark Polanski, astronaut Mark oh, yeah, Polanski. Yeah, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. The fastest dude outside of Hoot Gibson. Uh, the fastest dude we've ever had in the Freak Nation. So it's going to be a special show. But real quickly, I want to talk about Martinsville and what happened to Martinsville. Statman crashed. Did either of you realize that Kyle Busch had never won in Martinsville? Well, hasn't it been dominated by Denny Hamlin and Jimmy Johnson? Yeah. So, yeah, at first bluff, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. How does Kyle Busch never won there? But when fellow drivers are just dominating a track for so many years, then yeah, how could he have won there? Statman, what's a bigger kick at the balls for you that Kyle Busch has never won up until this weekend, he sweeps it in the Truck Series and the Sprint Cup Series at Martinsville, that he's never won up until now, or the fact that A.J. Hommendinger grabbed him a two-spot? I was cheering for A.J. somehow, somehow to get up on the fender of Kyle Busch, because you know what I feel about Kyle. If somebody's on his fender, he'll find his way into the wall, but he, I, it was good that AJ finished second, but man, was I cheering for him to get up there and, and challenge for the win. Was that kind of shades of your cheering for Buddy Rice in the 2004 Indy 500? Close. It was really close, but I knew Buddy was going to win, and I wasn't right. sure about AJ. <laughs> and, and speaking of IndyCar, how about Scott Dixon last night? The return to Phoenix, and he takes it with 155 laps led, but just kind of a crazy finish. IndyCar's getting a little bit criticized for it. They say they're happy with the approximately 17,000 people in attendance going up against the NCAA Final Four on a Saturday night. Clearly, they're not going to make that issue or that problem again next year or years to come. But overall, decent show. Got some things to work on, though. Statman, what did you think of the the aero packages of the cars at 
the IndyCar race in Phoenix. Did you? Th- there, the, the, really, the, the majority of the passing was on the on the restarts. Well, I'm not a big fan of all the Batman wings and tunnels and all the bric-a-brac that they hang on those cars. But somehow, it, it amazes me. I was watching practice, I think it was Friday, when they were going out and then like two of the first five cars on the track backed it into the wall. And they were all complaining about the, uh, the, the uh, aero kits that they had on the cars. And it just reminded me of Indy last year with all the brain power, power, all the stuff that they have on their side between uh, GM and Honda. And they can't figure out how to get these uh, aero kits right. If they can't do it right, get them off the car and let the drivers drive. It just was amazing to me that they couldn't figure it out and why it was a problem and why some of the best drivers in the world step back and the, the cars into the wall and they're blaming it on the aero kit. Don't have enough downforce, too much downforce. It, 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 I could go on and on. It was just, it didn't make sense to me. And Statman, they were just testing there a month ago. And some, uh, most of the drivers were saying, we've got to have less downforce to make this a better show. Yet the series didn't want to do that. So yeah, there's, there's a disconnect that's going on, and they can't be having that the rest of the season. They absolutely cannot, especially with the Indy 500 coming up. Well, we have all the conditions, the F1 drivers complaining, and you know how I feel about drivers complaining. Drivers complain all the time. Maybe they need to be a little more frank with the engineers because the engineers aren't out. The engineers are taking whatever the drivers say, and they're reading information Somehow there's a disconnect between the drivers and the engineers trying to get everything to work on, uh, on the track. It's something has to be done about this because you're right, Crash. This can't go. Yeah, I'm curious what the reaction is going to be. Again, at least here in Phoenix, it was very positive from people from the track. They enjoyed the race and really. I think that we were looking anywhere from fifteen to 20,000 people in the stands. They were, they were fairly stoked about that, and it's already been put out there that they do not plan on, of course, running the same weekend as the Final Four or the following week because it's Easter next year. I think they're going to look at the end of April to get that race there, which, that man, you would agree. That, I mean, that's what you've got to do when you have such big events uh, that, that are either national or, of course, a holiday, Stat. Yeah, that, that's true. I'd, I might... If somebody asked me, I'd say that the people that are going to watch the Final Four or pay attention to the Final Four are not going to watch an IndyCar race first. And it might be different if Arizona or ASU was in the uh, was in the Final Four, but they weren't. They didn't have great seasons. So I'm not sure that that's necessarily an excuse. But, yeah, they, they need to watch out how they do it and. IndyCar, I don't know. I think that's they need to figure out another way to get around running away from the NFL and NCAA basketball and all the other things. They have a fan base they need to serve it. And there was also an instance, I know Crash is familiar with this, where Jimmy Johnson chimed in on Twitter in regards to the aero packages of the cup cars versus the IndyCars crash? Oh, yeah. Twitter kind of blew up with this one last night. Jimmy Johnson commented about a third of the way through the race saying, Thank you, NASCAR, for giving us less downforce so that we have better passing in our series. Now, I'm not reading it verbatim, and the way I just said that sounds pretty 
pretty cutting. I don't think Jimmy meant it to be as negative as I just talked about it. But, wow, that's how people took it. And even the IndyCar series snapped back at him and said, well, they didn't really snap either. That's, that's being a harsh choice of words. But they responded to him and said, oh, we beg to differ, and then showed a picture or a video of Ryan hunter Ray on one of his massive passes on the restarts. So, yeah, it's, well, again, drivers will be drivers, and he pointed out something that actually is factual. Now, here's another one for you, Statman Crash. Again, we didn't realize this until this happened with Scott Dixon at Phoenix International Raceway last night. 39 wins, ties him with Allenser Sr. Junior or senior? Allenser Sr. Oh, wow. Is it senior or junior? No, I thought, doesn't Allenser Jr. have more wins than, than, yeah, yeah, Allenser Sr. Four wins behind Michael Andretti. That's incredible, man. I mean, how does that happen? What? Three behind Michael. Oh, three? All right, now it's three. Man. I mean, this is Scott Dixon. This, this is a dude, you, you just don't let him lead races. He just doesn't turn it over, Stat, man. Doesn't do it. It was incredible. Excuse me. Last night when I was watching the race, I was watching it in the media center at Irwindale, and some of the people kept saying, why doesn't he get past the, at the end of the race, they were following some back markers. And they said, we got to get around those guys. And I said, the Pagano's not catching him. So it doesn't matter how he gets, you know, where he is. If he was being challenged, he would have passed them. But he wasn't being challenged by Pagano or Power, who were following him. He went. A, he, he was in charge of the field, and I don't think Dixon uh, was going to lose that race last night. He was in charge of the whole race. Can I get back to the Twitter fights that went on? Because I didn't realize it got kind of as bad as it really did. Jimmy Johnson was responded to by a journalist, Tony Tellez, who said, It's almost laughable to see these NASCAR drivers talking S when none of them have the balls to do it themselves. At Keselowski, at Jimmy Johnson. And Brad Keselowski responded, Hey, I like watching IndyCar races. I just hate watching the aero-dependent cars take away from great race car drivers' ability to put on great races. Dario even got into it and said, The skill and bravery of IndyCar drivers, of course, talking about Dario Franchitti, four-time champion in the IndyCar series, the skill and bravery of IndyCar drivers is off the scale, but the series needs to look at downforce levels and how the car produces it. Hashtag need big tunnels. That's incredible. These guys are going it that way. I didn't realize Keselowski wow. made a few comments as well. That wow. is nuts. It's amazing to, to listen to that, especially when F1 drivers are stepping up and trying to insert themselves into changes in F1. But like I've said before, and I'll keep saying, Drivers complain. There's too much downforce, not enough downforce. And in F1, and I would imagine in IndyCar, they would be happy if you gave them 1,000 horsepower, no computers, and uh, just one big wing in the back and let them go at each other. And that way they would separate. The, the good drivers separate themselves a little further. Uh, but there's got to be some happy medium between safety, give them enough downforce, and but you got to let the drivers drive because the good ones will separate themselves from the not so good ones. Yep. Statman Crash Gladys, Kenny Sarge, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for being a part of this. I say it all the time. If you miss any of the show, you go to the website speedfreaks.tv. Coming up next, and we could spend days on this, and I know Statman's really got some insight because he was. I mean, this was significant in in his life. The a couple of gentlemen that are going to join us. It's Crash? amazing. 50 years ago. Yeah, don't remind Statman. 
No, 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 no. I, I don't, I'm not, no. I'm not bringing it up for that reason. It's just, wow, how such a legendary event in basketball happened 50 years ago. And now we're talking to some of the guys from that team. Neville Shedd from Texas Western. They started all, all five of their starters against Kentucky were black. All five starters. And that excuse was the me, first yeah, time in NCAA basketball that the entire starting lineup was black. And all starting five for Kentucky, of course, were white. And Adolph Rupp, of course, was the coach for Kentucky. These guys were hanging out here at Radio Row. Again, Crash and I here in Houston for the Final Four. Wait, what would you say? A-hole Rupp? No. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Fred, Fred Schwacke, he was a student trainer. Dude's got some crazy stories. He's from Odessa, <laughs> and he ends up in West. How, and, and Neville Shedd is from New York, and you can hear it in his voice. Yeah. How does this guy end up in West Texas? These stories are incredible. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports, and more. You're going to enjoy the show with Crash and I hanging out here in Houston for the Final Four. This is a great story. Texas Western. That's next with Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios, the Freak Radio Network. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Continental Tire is putting the passion back into driving with our line of extreme contact, ultra-high-performance tires. Our engineers work tirelessly to give you technology-driven and award-winning products, surpassing the competition. We want you, the driver, to have the traction, performance, and comfort you require on any road your travels may take you. Continental Tire is engineering tires with extraordinary performance and reliability and putting confidence into driving. Technology solutions for every driver. That is our vision. For more information, visit us at ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, innovative technology, driving confidence. Nature's corn, a renewable resource that feeds the planet and creates ethanol. But gasoline enhanced with ethanol can separate while sitting, causing corrosive deposits from moisture to form in your engine's vital systems. Lucas Oil's Safeguard is uniquely formulated to protect and clean your engine's fuel system against the negative effects of ethanol while improving performance. Whether used in your automobile, boat, or RV, be engine safe with Lucas Oil Safeguard. Look, we all mess up, whether it's getting behind on your bills, wrecking your credit, or you have an accident, and now you're looking for some help. You know that second chance? That's what Lonemart does. They help people get that second chance by using the value of their paid-off or almost paid-off vehicle. So if you're in need of some fast cash, 1-800-LONEMART can get you $2,600 to $50,000 today, regardless of your credit score. And the best part, you get to keep and drive your car. Get your fresh start at Lonemart. 1-800-LONE-MART. 1-800-LONE-MART. April 9th at Lucas Oil Stadium. Brian Tunchy looks to repeat as champion as James Stewart makes his Indianapolis Supercross return. Don't miss what happens next. Monster Energy AMA Supercross and FIM World Championship. Featuring Toyota, the official vehicle of Supercross. See top riders fight into the finish line, including Eli Tomac, Cole Seeley, King Roxon, Trey Kennard, James Stewart, Chad Reed, and reigning Supercross champion Ryan Tunchy. A limited number of Friday tickets are just $10. Plus, we invite you to wear your retro gear to the race as the riders will be decked out in their own retro gear. So don't wait. Get tickets at the box office, Ticketmaster outlets, participating Yamaha dealers. Charge by phone at 800-745-3000 or online at Ticketmaster.com. Additional fees apply plus $3 facility fee. Witness all the action unfold live when Monster Energy Supercross returns. April 9th at Lucas Oil Stadium. 
Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. Now, everybody needs a little motorsports fix from time to time, right? Well, then turn on MAV-TV, a network with roots deep in the automotive world and an incredible lineup of motorsports events and exclusive automotive reality shows like Gears, Chop Cut Rebuild, Drag Boats, Off-Road, Sprint Cars, Motocross, Pro Pulling League. It's all on MAV-TV. It's the answer for all motorheads. You don't get MAV-TV? Then call your local provider now. For more information, check them out at MAVTV.com. MAV-TV is motorsports. Hi, Chuck Woolery here. I don't like taking pills for minor arthritis pain, and I don't like those patches either. But I have found something that works, Australian Dream Arthritis Pain Relief Cream. It's real medicine that has no odor, and it works. And Australian Dream has an empty jar guarantee. You use the whole jar. If you're not happy, you can get your money back. But I doubt that you'll send back because the stuff really works. Get guaranteed arthritis relief. Find Australian Dream in the little red box at Walmart or wherever you shop. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios, and a special edition of Speed Freaks as Crasher and I were hanging out in Houston, Statman back there in Los Angeles. We're here for the final four. So 
Needless to say, this show is going to take on a Final Four feel, a vibe. There's some great stories from some athletes, former athletes that we're going to have for you. Actually going to have an astronaut in the second hour. We are in Houston, so why not, when you're in Houston, why not have an astronaut on, man? Well, it's kind of like, yeah, when in Houston, talk to astronauts. Yeah, that's kind of how we roll here in the Freak Nation. You know, Kenny, there is a Final Four uh, piece. It just I just thought of this. There's a Final Four piece to racing. NASCAR has a Final Four when they get oh, the right. it. There's only four drivers left competing for the championship, just like there's only four, uh, there was only four basketball teams competing for the NCAA uh, tournament crown. Yeah. So, yeah, there is a final four piece in the motor race. Denzel Valentine, who, of course, is a former, because he's leaving Michigan State Spartans for the NBA. Dude stuck around for all four years, and many people had, including yourself, including myself, Michigan slated to win it all. They, of course, got their butt kicked. We'll talk to, to Denzel. I've got to speak up for my yeah. buddies in Michigan. If you confuse Michigan and Michigan State to somebody right. from Michigan, that, that, that's war. You don't do that. Got it. So Michigan State's own Denzel Valentine's going to be in here. We caught up with him earlier, so he'll be joining us, as well as a his name is Mark Polanski. He's an astronaut. Dude spent over 1,000 hours in space. So it's going to be a wild show. Of course, more conversation with IndyCar at Phoenix and NASCAR at Martinsville, Martinsville. But first, his name is Fred Schwacke. He is a student. He was a student trainer with Texas Western and Neville Shedd, all six foot eight of them. We caught up with him earlier. And the story from these guys are legendous. 50 years since they won a championship, Texas Western taking on, at the time, for many people, the hated Kentucky. Fred and Neville join us now. Speed Freaks Pits in the Lucas Oil Studios. Fred Schwacke, who was a student trainer for the old Texas Western miners back in the day. See, it's, it's tough for me. It's, it's UTEP to me. Texas Western to us. I understand that. And, of course, Long live Texas Western. one of the players and one of the key players, Neville Shedd, joining the Freaks of Fox Sports 19. Welcome, Neville. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Look at these pipes that you guys have on you, man. Well, after 50 years plus, you know, they kind of, you know, adapt to all, all occasions. <laughs> Neville Shedd, of course, was an integral part of the championship taking on Kentucky that year, 1966. And I don't know how important you were, Fred. Maybe Not the very. You weren't. <laughs> Come on. Now, you were, again, student trainer. Right. You had to prep these guys for what Rupp had for them. I had to put up with them, too. Oh, what does that tell. mean? What do you mean you put up with them? Tolerate, understand, baby, cajole, whatever. Baby? Give baby. us a story. How did you baby these guys? Well, oh, God. Well, that's kind of personal. <laughs> the guy that they played for was a, how would we say he would chew people out, stuff like that. And so I kind How about of, Haskins? Oh, yeah. That's there you go. Like that's that SOB. <laughs> I, love him very, hey, yes. I love him very much, you know, now, but I hated him. We all hated him. It. Oh, it was God. team effort. <laughs> so, because in, in the movie Glory Road, they kind of portrayed him as an a hole, but he was he was a legit a hole. Uh, all no, American, no, that, no, uh, his, no. That's you, part of his game. When you say legit, you know you mean before and after. <laughs> you know, Coach Hass was a great, great coach, and he was a great man. And I, you know, we all are so blessed to have had the opportunity to play for him, and he cared about us. But a very tenacious sob, you know, losing was not an option when it came to his style of coaching. 
Was it? It's so. It wasn't the coaching where yell at you, hug you later. It was yell at you, and yell at you later. <laughs> one of the things I was a whoop. Oh, you gonna tell him? One of the things <laughs> that I think he really tried to create was he didn't really want us to like him. Okay, that wasn't part of his game. He wanted you to respect him. And consequently, because we did not collectively, all of us collectively did not like him, I think that pulled us together and created team chemistry. Nolan Richardson told me this story. Nolan played for Coach Haskins. Okay? Great story. Nolan's a great storyteller. After he graduates, he goes to El Paso Bowie and coaches down there for about 13 years. years. He'd been there a couple years, and he runs into Coach Haskins, and Coach Haskins says, Nolan, they're talking. He says, Nolan, do your players like you? And Nolan said, well, I guess they do. He said, you don't want them to like you. You want them to respect you. Whoa. Okay, so there it is. He was, you know, he was. So, I was his whooping dog. He was. I swear to God. I, I felt, was his I used to dog. feel sorry for Neville on some days. Uh, he never called his, you know, derogatory name. Never you know, cussed. That. Never cussed anybody. But he would say, Neville, you wild man. And you wonder why. And if your brains was dynamite, you'd blow up this gym. You big girl. Big Swacky, girl? Swacky, go get a dress and put on him. You know, all Whoa. you need is a sugar. You know, he would tell me all these things. And then he'd say, to me, then he'd say I'd be saying, don't you look at me like that. Don't you look at me like that. And then he would say, you know, you really want to get at me, right? And I'd be saying, oh, yes, I do. But he said, then you show me out there on the floor. And what that did for me. When I got on the floor, I mean, I went at it. You know, this is for Coach Haskins and watch this. But, you know, we look back on that 50 years, uh, you know, later and say, wow, it was worth it. And I asked him, uh, you know, after when I was, I also coached for him. And I said, I just called him Big Daddy. I said, Big Daddy, why did you get on me so doggone much? And he said, you know, because I knew that you could take it. And you had the character of wanting to be a winner. And that's wow. great. Now, was he bad cop and then, Fred, you were good cop with the guys? I'm a good cop, good person, good everything. Freddie, you were a bad cop. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Now, you remember, these are big time, big athletes. Yeah. Fred was not afraid of them. He was trained by a great uh, uh, trainer. You know, and I want to thank you so many times for keeping me going when I thought the pain was going to be unbearable. But he he knew his job. Neville, wow. Neville knows every step in Memorial Gym because yep. he has run those steps <laughs> many, many times. Wow. Big man Neville Shedd, of course, student trainer Fred Schrocky joining the Freaks on Fox Sports 910. I want to get right into the meat of the movie. You guys put a beat down in Kentucky. And, 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 there, and, and Coach Rupp didn't mince any words. No. Let me tell you something. Uh, first of all, you know, media was the one that identified that game as the the colored versus the white. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, now we were a bunch of we were just a bunch of kids, you know, playing one more game, which was supposed to be, which was the most important game of our season. Um, Life. What did you know about uh, Kentucky? I knew that they had won the uh, the national championship four times prior than that. Was Adolph Rupp a racist? Hell, I didn't even know who Adolph Rupp was. You understand? But uh, when it came to playing, you know, we were ready. And I think 
Coach Flocky can uh, vouch that, that they were not our hardest team no. to play. They were nowhere near the hardest team that we had to play that year. But we knew that, you know, what Coach Haskins wanted from us, he was aware of the ability that he had. Now, you know, a lot of uh, the history is emphasized on the seven Afro-Americans. But let's put this uh, to note that it was that whole team that contributed on and off the floor. Practices were worse than the games. They were harder than the games. We used to practice probably maybe three hours. Fifteen minutes of that was spent on offense. The rest was spent on defense. Number defense. one, if you didn't play defense, you weren't going to play. That's right. Okay, at the end of that, about that three hours, Coach Haskins say, Freddie, get the clock. That meant we were going to scrimmage, okay? And we'd get that clock. And fortunately, 20 minutes is the most you could put on that clock. Your 20-minute halves. And we would go, what, two or three 20-minute halves. Oh. And he'd say, Freddie, go call the chow hall and tell them we're going to be a little late. <laughs> And we'd do another two. But you know what? He loved practice more than games. He really did. And I'll tell you why. He was a control freak. And during practice, he he could coach both teams. He officiated. He could do any timeouts he wanted. You know, whatever. Nobody fouled out. And that's what he loved. And Bobby Knight said this. He said he loved loved practices more than games. He was a teacher. You mentioned uh, something about the movie. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know, this, people always ask how accurate was the movie. We'd say about eighty-five percent. All right, but the essence of the time that was one hundred percent. Have you all seen the movie? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I am the product of the gentleman who was uh, <laughs> the recipient of the beatdown. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. Neville Shedd ah. did not get beat up in the bathroom, <laughs> nor did I sleep outside of my um, room. Right. You know, but I did say hot doggo. That was the only Spanish I knew at that time. There, he was, he was bilingual. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's but, like, uh, I didn't say bisexual, did I? No. <laughs> Freaky. Oh, no. Is there anything Don't wrong with that? Yeah. Is anything wrong? With I that didn't room with him. No. no. <laughs> Uh, nobody, I, nobody roomed with him. But no, uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, the gentleman who played me was a guy by the name of Al Shear, and it was funny that Al Shear was six four, I'm six eight. He was right handed, I'm left handed. You understand? But somehow they made it, you know, yeah. to that, you know, that uh, Hollywood. wonderful but world of Hollywood. Neville, how does a dude from New York end up in West Texas, and how does a dude from West Texas end up? as a student trainer for a bunch of black dudes. I mean, the, the, the dichotomy here is outrageous. The stars aligned. <laughs> Clearly. How do you end up in West Texas? Well, you know. Uh, and this is only a two-hour show. Being, okay. Being, okay, being a, being a uh, you know, well-represented in basketball in New York City, uh, had quite a few scholarships, but I did not have the opportunity to go to the big schools. I mean, out of probably 80-some-odd scholarships, I only was able to go to about 12 of them. Because of your skin color. Yes, sir. I went to a historical black college my first year in the South. That was a culture shock because I'm not accustomed to, you know, particularly coming from New York City, uh, colored and white water fountain or colored and white bathroom. So I chose to go back to New York. Mom said, if you come back to home, you got to work or go to school. (laughs) Uh, Working was not part of my itinerary during that time. And there was a guy who played for um, Texas Western. 
who was from New York, and told Coach Haskins about us, all right, and wanting to go back to college to fulfill, you know, my dream of becoming, you know, getting a good education. Uh, this man, a banker, reminds you, said that, uh, you know, we at Texas Western and El Paso will um, – Give you a four-year four scholarship, room wow. board, tuition, all fees paid. What did I know about El Paso, Texas? <laughs> all wells and cows. You know, when we flew over those Franklin Mountains and saw nothing but desert and mountains, truly a culture shock. Got off the plane. It was 110 degrees. The dust was blowing. It reminded me of a Clint Eastwood movie when Haskins <laughs> started walking out. That you know, hey, and the rest is, was history. They, you know, I had that, you know, that defensive um, attitude being mm-hmm. that I came from, you know, I was playing in the South. But people in El Paso treated me fantastic, which gave me the opportunity to perform 100%. Was that because El Paso at that time in West Texas was somewhat already integrated with the Mexicans, military, yes. military a, a, a younger set of people? Absolutely. I, I, I think so. And I, I've never, I've never was put into a situation where I had to defend myself, you know, verbally of someone saying something negative to me. He did a great job. I repeat, Coach Haskin did a great job of shielding us wow. from that. But I think he, you know, he bared a heavy cross on him throughout you know, that season. And even after the, uh, the championship, the bags of hate mail, yeah. hate mail that he received was phenomenal. It's been 50 years. It's the 50th anniversary since Texas Western took home the national championship. You guys were honored at halftime during the Carolina game last night, and you're standing there in front of 75,000 people. And most of the lineups now, I mean, if you look at them, they're mostly filled with with black student-athletes. Can you guys kind of summarize what it feels like when you're standing there at midcourt, I mean, 50 years later. I mean, you played a little Cole Fieldhouse in Maryland for your championship game. There was, what, 15,000 at the most at that game? I mean, just how the game itself has just evolved. The first, my first impression was, you know, walking out there, my heart was beating. You know, I almost felt like I was about to play another game. And to look around and hear the, the, the applause and looking at the, the, uh, the color scheme, of the of the audience, which they didn't really give a flying flip who was out there. They we were student athletes playing and recognizing this history, you know, recognizing twelve legends, you know, that changed the era of basketball, a half a century, and you know, God bless. We wish Bobby Joe Hill was there, or of course Coach Haskins, being represented by his wife, but you know. There will never, I don't think there will ever be another game, you know, in the basketball arena that will be emphasized like that particular team. And, you know, it's you all who really sing this song, you know, for us to, you know, have people to catch on to the melody of the greatness of that game. But that was unbelievable, truly unbelievable. Texas Western back in the 60s was was called TWC for Texas Western College. Well, a lot of people would say make that TWC into teeny weeny college, okay? And we and we did it. But I was telling we was talking last night and I said, you know, it's hard to believe 50 a little over 50 years ago a little old bitty teeny weeny college 
in El Paso, won a ball game, and they're still talking about it 50 years later. Can't beat. Look at it. Won a national championship. The only team in the state of Texas to win a, um, win a championship. Men's, men's Major team, college. Men's, men's team. Men's team. And, 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 and one last thing I want to bring up. Pat Riley was on the other side. He was with the, that Kentucky team, and so was uh, Dampier, Louis Dampier. Yes. How did those guys welcome you, or did they welcome you? Well, uh, believe it or not, Pat Riley and Louis Dampier were the only ones to come over and congratulate us wow. doing that. You know, uh, Pat is from New York, upstate New York, and he, you know, occasionally says that, you know, it was an honor to be part of that legacy. You know, he said it was the emancipation of, you know. He said it was the emancipation proclamation of the black athlete, you know, is what Pat Riley said. You know, and that and, game. And that's an honor for him to, to do you that. Know, you know, it really is. When you look at the, uh, the uh, arena now where after a game, you know, the players come up and shake hands. <laughs> we know, Number one, it wasn't a big thing, you know, and they were hurting. And I wish, you know, later on, I wish I did have the opportunity to go to the Kentucky bench, not to patronize them, you know, just to say, hey, you know, good game, you know. I had a speaking engagement at Kentucky years ago. I call it Neville Shed's Road to Glory. And someone asked me, well, why didn't you go over to the uh, Kentucky uh, locker room and congratulate them? And I said, let me tell you something. If I would have done that, I might not be on this stage today, (laughs) you know, telling you about the legacy of that team. Fellas, it's been a pleasure to have you guys in here with us. I I wish it wasn't. The last time, but thank you guys for doing this, hey, man. We really appreciate right. it. Thank you for having Definitely us. Definitely so. And, you know, I always, whenever I depart, I never say goodbye, but I do say to be continued. Yeah, a couple of great dudes, Fred Schwalke and Neville Shedd, joining Speed Freaks. Coming up next, Statman had a chance to catch up with Clay Milliken. And Statman, Clay Milliken is, his personality is, to me, even bigger than the top fuel car that he runs in the NHRA. A huge, huge guy. He's he had such success in the uh, the other drag racing series, the International Hot Rod Association. <laughs> he broke records that were set by Don Garland's Big Daddy. Clay Milliken coming up next. Speed Freaks Pits. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Continental Tire is putting the passion back into driving with our line of extreme contact, ultra-high-performance tires. Our engineers work tirelessly to give you technology-driven and award-winning products, surpassing the competition. We want you, the driver, to have the traction, performance, and comfort you require on any road your travels may take you. Continental Tire is engineering tires with extraordinary performance and reliability and putting confidence into driving. Technology solutions for every driver. That is our vision. For more information, visit us at ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire. Innovative technology. Driving confidence. Next to your car's engine, your transmission is the second most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops most seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. On sale now at AutoZone. 
April 9th at Lucas Oil Stadium. Brian Tunchy looks to repeat as champion as James Stewart makes his Indianapolis Supercross return. Don't miss what happens next. Monster Energy AMA Supercross and FIM World Championship. Featuring Toyota, the official vehicle of Supercross. See top riders fight into the finish line, including Eli Tomac, Cole Seeley, King Roxon, Trey Kennard, James Stewart, Chad Reed, and reigning Supercross champion Ryan Tunchy. A limited number of Trident tickets are just $10. Plus, we invite you to wear your retro gear to the race as the riders will be decked out in their own retro gear. So don't wait. Get tickets at the box office, Ticketmaster outlets, participating Yamaha dealers. Charge by phone at 800-745-3000 or online at Ticketmaster.com. Additional fees apply plus $3 facility fee. Witness all the action unfold live when Monster Energy Supercross returns. April 9th at Lucas Oil Stadium. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. Hello, I'm Jerry Mathers. I was the beaver in Leave it to Beaver. When I played the beaver on TV, I often got into trouble without even meaning to. Well, years later, after I left Hollywood, I got into real trouble. My blood sugar was through the roof. When I was diagnosed with type 2, I was shocked. Now, the very same natural remedies I use to control my type 2 diabetes are available for you in a super easy program called the Diabetes Solution Kit. If you have diabetes, I urge you to try this step-by-step plan. It has all the natural techniques I used, and it works a lot faster, too. And today, you can try this fast and easy solution without risk. I'm Jerry Mathers, and if I can do it, you can do it, too. If you'd like to normalize your blood sugar and stop taking your diabetes medication completely with your doctor's approval, go to jerrymathers66.com for your free video. That's jerrymathers66.com. Reverse your diabetes in as little as 30 days by going to jerrymathers66.com now. Now everybody needs a little motorsports fix from time to time, right? Well then turn on Mav TV, a network with roots deep in the automotive world and an incredible lineup of motorsports events and exclusive automotive reality shows like Gears, Chop Cut Rebuild, Drag Boats, Off-Road, Sprint Cars, Motocross, Pro Pulling League. It's all on Mav TV. It's the answer for all motorheads. You don't get Mav TV? Then call your local provider now. For more information, check them out at MavTV.com. Mav TV is motorsports. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
You're back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for being a part of it. If you missed our interview with the two Texas Western gentlemen that joined us earlier, Fred Schwaki, who was a student trainer, and Neville Shedd, who was actually part of that Texas Western team 50 years ago who beat up on Kentucky, you can go to the website tomorrow morning. We'll have it up there for you at speedfreaks.tv. Statman had a chance to catch up with Top Fuel pilot Clay Milliken. His music insight is nuts. It's Statman one-on-one with definitely one of the Freaks' faves, Clay Milliken. Hasn't got him a win in the NHRA yet, but set mad records in the IHRA, several championships. It's Clay Milliken and Statman, one-on-one, Speed Freaks Pits. I tell people all the time, Clay Milliken, that you're the guy that got me to taste nitro fuel. And they, you drank, so I didn't drink it, I tasted it. How'd you do that? It's good stuff, man. I tell you what, I, I won't do it anymore, but when nitro used to be made here in the United States, I, I would... I'd have a little taste of it every now and then, and I am a non-drinker, period. But Wait, the guy from Tennessee, you can't say that. Come on. Oh, I know, but but the truth is, they I got guys up in them hills that do. do well, they make good stuff, you know, and it's pretty close to nitro, and so I, you know, I had to had to learn what nitro tastes like, and so yes, I convinced you to give it a little taste, and it was only a taste, but I remember the taste. It wasn't so bad. I don't know if I could sip it like some cordial or something, but. You know, I did my best. Clay Milliken, what did you do in the offseason to get ready for this year? You know what? It's been a much more normal offseason for the Stringer Performance team. Last year, we were a brand-new team, and we didn't even have a socket or a screwdriver in December. So this offseason, we were able to go and take our time and, like, totally go through everything. We got a new race car. We actually got a couple new race cars. Uh, we were able to, to increase our inventory. So basically, we spent the offseason doing what every other race team does, and that is prepare yourself for the race season, unlike last year where we were just scrambling just to get parts and pieces so we could actually race. So we're, we're a lot more prepared this year than last year. Now, this is a delicate question. Maybe I ought to step back arm's length to ask you this, but the IHRA, you were the king. You won more races than uh, Big Daddy did. And you haven't had that kind of success in the NHRA. When are you going to flip that script? Uh, Sunday. How's that? <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. You know, it's, uh, it's true. You know, back when I was winning all those IHRA championships, we had a car capable of winning IHRA or NHRA. That's just the truth. You know, people say, oh, no, you didn't. It's, it's easier over there. But, but if you go back and look at the stats, uh, we would run anywhere from, you know, five to ten NHRA races per year. I don't, I'm horrible with, with the stats and that sort of thing, but we had a year where we came over and we went to four consecutive NHRA final rounds. We didn't win any of them, but there's a lot of cars out there that would have loved to showed up on a part-time basis and go to four consecutive final rounds, and we did that. Uh, you know, and then since then, you know, it's just been a – you know, craziness. I've had, I think, nine final rounds, nine runner-ups. You know, you would think in, in that many final rounds you would uh, eventually get one, but the time hadn't been right yet. When the time's right, it'll happen, and if, it, if it's, uh, it's meant to happen, it will. I believe that. Tell me what's in your iPod. What's a 50-year-old listen to in the music? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, uh, I don't have an iPod, and it's not because I'm... You're the one. I'm, I'm the one that don't, but I, I do have Pandora. You know, I've, I've like kind of, I use Pandora, and I don't have my phone with me. But let me just, off the top of my head, I can tell you that there's Ice Cubes in there, Ice Cube Channel, which you know that. You know I'm an Ice Cube fan. Uh, ACDC, ZZ Top. I also have Justin Timberlake in there. 
But that thing he did with, uh, who was the country guy at the CMT? I don't know. I'm a, I do, I am a Justin fan. I know Justin. We, we, we don't live that far apart. Oh, and, that's right. He's you know, from Tennessee, too. He's a Tennessee boy, you know. And I know zero country music. Like, I know whatever he did at the CMAs was huge. It was massive. And I, I ripped it off of YouTube, and that's one of my favorite things on several playlists on my iPod. All right. I've got some other stuff I listen to. Like, I love Limp Biscuit. I absolutely love Limp Biscuit. Back in my HRA days, I was sponsored by Werner Enterprises, and I used to get out of the car, and then it was along the same time frame as uh, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water album, which... Oh, wait a minute. You can't say that again. What's that? Say that again? That album was Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, and they had a song on there that was rolling. Well, being sponsored by a trucking company, then the song, you know, was just, we keep on rolling, baby, and I said that all the time. They, those guys actually sent me... A platinum album, which is pretty freaking cool. I've got a platinum album signed by Fred Durst with my name on it. It's pretty freaking cool. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The automobile, as different as the people that drive them, but as unique and important to each, they only need one automatic transmission fluid. Lucas. Lucas Multi-Vehicle Automatic Transmission Fluid was developed to enhance transmission performance and longevity on a wide variety of vehicles. In a world that is so complex, with Lucas Multi-Vehicle ATF, it's nice to know that taking care of your car doesn't have to be. Available at quality automotive parts retailers nationwide. April 9th at Lucas Oil Stadium. Brian Tunchy looks to repeat as champion as James Stewart makes his Indianapolis Supercross return. Don't miss what happens next. Monster Energy AMA Supercross and FIM World Championship. Featuring Toyota, the official vehicle of Supercross. See top riders fight into the finish line, including Eli Tomac, Cole Seeley, King Roxon, Drake Kennard, James Stewart, Chad Reed, and reigning Supercross champion Ryan Tunchy. A limited number of Friday tickets are just $10. Plus, we invite you to wear your retro gear to the race as the riders will be decked out in their own retro gear. So don't wait. Get tickets at the box office, Ticketmaster outlets, participating Yamaha dealers. Charge by phone at 800-745-3000 or online at Ticketmaster.com. Additional fees apply plus $3 facility fee. Witness all the action unfold live when Monster Energy Supercross returns. April 9th at Lucas Oil Stadium. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance. And that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help you get where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tell us how you're exceeding the limits at hashtag Grabber. Because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. General Tire, the official tire of Speed Freaks. I wish I could fall asleep. Jennifer had a stressful day, and now her mind is spinning at bedtime. I have a big day tomorrow. It's time for new Unisom Sleep Minis. The tiny capsules are non-habit forming and work fast. They're the little help busy people need to get a good night's sleep and wake recharged. (sighs) Good night. New Unisom Sleep Minis. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed. Active ingredient diphenhydramine hydrochloride. Look, we all mess up, whether it's getting behind on your bills, wrecking your credit, or you have an accident, and now you're looking for some help. You know that second chance? 
That's what Lonemar does. They help people get that second chance by using the value of their paid-off or almost paid-off vehicle. So if you're in need of some fast cash, 1-800-LONEMART can get you $2,600 to $50,000 today, regardless of your credit score. And the best part, you get to keep and drive your car. Get your fresh start at LONEMART. 1-800-LONEMART. 1-800-LONEMART. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. Now, everybody needs a little motorsports fix from time to time, right? Well, then turn on MAV-TV, a network with roots deep in the automotive world and an incredible lineup of motorsports events and exclusive automotive reality shows like Gears, Chop Cut Rebuild, Drag Boats, Off-Road, Sprint Cars, Motocross, Pro Polling League. It's all on MAV-TV. It's the answer for all motorheads. You don't get MAV-TV? Then call your local provider now. For more information, check them out at MAVTV.com. MAV-TV is motorsports. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. 